Good morning. Today I'm introducing a bill that will be the first of its kind in Canada, one that will spur investment in innovative and new technologies and position the Alberta economy for growth in the financial services sector. If passed, Bill 13, the Financial Innovation Act, will establish a regulatory sandbox for financial services and financial technology or fintech companies. Ever since the onset of online banking and companies like PayPal, personal finance have become increasingly intertwined with technology and the internet. The world is now seeing rapid developments in blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies, the use of web-based financial tools, and more. By establishing a regulatory sandbox, we're encouraging growth of this kind of innovation and advancement in the province. A regulatory sandbox is a controlled environment that offers businesses temporary relief from certain laws and legal requirements, making it simpler for them to test new products and services. This will be a strong incentive for fintech companies to move to Alberta and create jobs. In turn, it will further help diversify our economy and add to our growing reputation as a hub for world-class financial services and fintech companies. From 2000 to 2020, Alberta's real gross domestic product in the financial services sector grew at an average of more than 4% per year. The pace of growth has been higher in Alberta than any other province, and the Sandbox will build on that opportunity and support further growth. Businesses that participate in the Sandbox will be required to follow terms and conditions to protect their customers, but it will allow them opportunities to test new innovative product offerings with the public. When working on new technologies, fintech companies often have to devote a significant amount of resources to ensuring they meet regulatory requirements. They're unable to begin offering new products or services to the public until this work is completed, which means a significant upfront investment of time, effort and money without knowing whether the product or service will be successful or viable in the market. This kind of risk stymies innovation and discourages financial services and fintech companies from developing new offerings. Our regulatory sandbox is a way to mitigate this risk and signal to the world that Alberta is willing to work with innovators, visionaries and pioneers. The sandbox will offer approved participants relief from legislation governing financial institutions such as the Loan and Trust Corporations Act, the Credit Union Act, the Financial Consumers Act, the ATB Financial Act, the Personal Information Protection Act, and the Consumer Protection Act. However, I want to stress that this bill still includes numerous measures for consumer and privacy protection. A great deal of due diligence has gone into preparing this bill, and it is carefully designed to ensure any companies participating in the sandbox operate in a safe and sound manner. Any exemptions provided under the Personal Information Protection Act will require approval by the Information and Privacy Commissioner. Additionally, applicants would have to provide a business plan describing their plans for participating in the sandbox and the product or service they will be testing. Participation in the sandbox would be limited to two years and the government may impose terms and conditions such as a limit on the number of customers who can purchase the product or service being tested, proof of appropriate insurance coverage, security requirements to ensure finances and financial information of individual and businesses are properly managed and protected, and a way for customers to voice concerns and get them resolved. 
The bill states that the government will publicly disclose the names of every sandbox participant, the legislative exemptions they've received, the terms and conditions of their participation in the sandbox, and other relevant details. The government will also have the authority to examine a company's records, issue orders, or even levy fines. However, we fully expect to be able to work collaboratively with all sandbox participants to ensure a mutually beneficial environment for both businesses and consumers. While Alberta would be the first place in Canada to establish a regulatory sandbox for financial services companies, other parts of the world have done so successfully. In developing our framework, we studied sandboxes in the United Kingdom, Hong Kong, Australia, and the United States. Some examples of the kind of technologies tested in other sandboxes are biometric authentication, like using your fingerprint to unlock your phone, and application programming interface services, which allow two apps to communicate with each other. While it's difficult to predict exactly which businesses will move to Alberta, or what new technologies will be developed here, I do know that the world of finance is changing. Companies need to be agile, and they need governments that are willing to partner with them to ensure they keep up with new developments and the evolving expectations of their customers. With pro-growth policies like this, Alberta's government will continue to foster a competitive, diversified business environment and encourage more companies to move to our province. Not only will this legislation spur on job opportunities for Albertans, it will also help ensure they have access to the best financial services and state-of-the-art technology. I would now like, like to welcome Colia Carrington, the Executive Director of the Canadian Blockchain Consortium, to the, to the podium for some remarks. Thank you, Minister Taves. I am really honoured to be here today as part of this very exciting announcement. As Minister said, my name is Clay Carrington and I'm the Executive Director for the Canadian Blockchain Consortium. At the Consortium, we believe that Alberta's future success relies heavily on the strengths of its digital economy. This rapidly accelerating multi-trillion dollar industry has the power to attract valuable new capital, companies and innovation to Alberta and the recent government support for our blockchain sector has already created international interest in our province. Cryptocurrency exchanges are an essential market infrastructure for this new economy. They provide liquidity and international trading opportunities for Bitcoin and other digital currencies. In 2021 alone, the revenue generated by cryptocurrency exchanges exceeded that of the traditional stock market showing just how significant of an economic opportunity this is for our province. At the consortium, we could not be more pleased to see forward-thinking legislation like Bill 13, the Financial Innovation Act, which will create a sandbox for exchanges and service development, a bill that has the power to transform Alberta to an international blockchain hub for leading companies, talent, and projects. We strongly believe that our regulators here in Alberta see the benefits of our industry, and we generally know they want to see our digital economy succeed. However, with current regulatory framework, it wasn't created with cryptocurrency and additional service providers in mind. This legislation creates a valuable space for development and market testing without the lengthy delays while Alberta laws catch up to our blockchain innovation. 
the opportunity for us to increase investment, corporate relocations, and new revenue-generating businesses here in Alberta is absolutely tremendous and could be a major competitive differentiator for this province for decades to come. This legislation is a game-changer for companies in our province. As entrepreneurs and innovators in the technology space, we know what it's like to face hurdles with government and regulators, and now we have the opportunity to work alongside our governments to support these companies on a case-by-case -case basis. I cannot begin to tell you the relief this means for our companies in this industry, as well as the amazing benefits this is going to mean for Alberta. I really want to take this opportunity to thank all the directors and members of the Canadian Blockchain Consortium, especially our leading experts who have been navigating the regulatory challenges of the cryptocurrency industry and who have been working directly on registration of cryptocurrency exchanges. We are a part of this pivotal moment today because of the work that you do with our consortium and our industry. And I want to thank everyone who put together this amazing sandbox to support our industry. I know our industry thanks you. This is a big step in the right direction. The blockchain sector needs space to grow that protects cryptocurrency investors and users without holding back on the incredible innovation that we can make. Bill 13 will do that. This is why, as an organization that is committed to seeing this industry thrive, we strongly support this enactment, and we truly look forward to working with our government to support Alberta companies. Thank you. Thank you, Kalea. Uh, the minister will now have time for some questions. So we'll, we'll go to the room first before moving to the phone line. I'll ask that as one question, one follow-up per reporter. And if you could identify your name and outlet, that'd be appreciated. Sure. A uh, question for Minister Taves. It's Michelle Belfontaine from CBC. Uh, minister, I hear, we're hearing a lot about job creation and economic growth that could be enabled by this bill. But the point of regulations in this financial sector is to protect consumers and their money. So why does Alberta need to do this um, to allow fintech and cryptocurrency companies the ability to drop regulations? Like, how would it benefit regular Albertans? Sure. Well, well, thanks, Michelle. That that's a really appropriate question. It's certainly a question I've had uh, along the way here as well. And and ultimately, one thing I want to be clear: we're not dropping just categorically dropping regulations uh, with Bill 13. Bill 13 effectively will provide. Uh, provide the opportunity for us to provide appropriate exemptions while still maintaining consumer protection, privacy protection for Albertans. And again, we, we uh, at this point in time can't anticipate what type of regulatory um, relief, exemptive relief might be required for certain product offerings. That would be evaluated on a case-by-case -case basis. But there will be uh, consumer protections built into every individual product that would be launched under the regulatory sandbox. It's just, you know, at, you know, here's the reality. We have, um, we're in an era of new novel product offerings. In some cases, these offerings really don't have a, a regulatory framework in which to operate under. And so we want to provide the ability for a, a, a creative, innovative, flexible approach to ensure that new innovative product offerings can, can ultimately be issued for in a typically a, a time limited manner, maybe to a limited a group of customers, and with appropriate protections. We need the flexibility to do that. This bill will provide it. Follow up. Yeah, you didn't really answer the question, though, Minister. I mean, how does it benefit regular Albertans? How 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 sure. would having the, these particular products benefit me? Especially since we were we, we've been told that really only about two companies a year 
initially are going to are expected to take advantage of this. So I'm just wondering if this is all really worth it. Sure, yeah, fair question. I mean, I, I would. I would say uh, Albertans will benefit two ways. Firstly, uh, we as consumers uh, will have uh, no doubt additional product offerings, innovative novel product offerings available to us, and that will interest many, many Albertans for sure. Secondly, we're looking, we're working to position this economy for disproportionate investment attraction and growth and increased economic diversification. We really see the financial services sector as a sector with great opportunity for growth. It's an area where I believe we can lead the nation in. And this is just one additional measure where, again, we will attract um, innovative companies that are looking for an opportunity to test innovative new and novel products. And so growth in the financial services sector, increased consumer product offerings. I think it's a win-win. Thank you. We'll go to the phone lines now. So uh, operator, first question, please. Chris Barco, Calgary Herald. So, Minister, based on the analysis that has been done by, by the department in consultation with the sector, how many jobs do you anticipate this is going to create? Uh, how much investment is expected? What are the actual deliverables that you're anticipating here? Yeah, Chris, I knew you were going to ask that question, and, and so I an anticipated it. And uh, I, might, I might have a different answer today than I might on some initiatives. Right now, to provide a, you know, a, a total jobs number, I think, would be a bit disingenuous. I can't anticipate right now the number of um, you know, companies that are going to step forward with novel product offerings. But this is what I can say, that Bill 13, uh, enabling this type of regulatory flexibility, will provide additional opportunity for those uh, businesses and companies on the cutting edge of financial services. This will attract additional interest in the province. This will uh, attract additional investment in the province, which will lead to additional job and career opportunities. Chris, perhaps some career opportunities that didn't even exist in this province five years ago. And that's what's exciting about the economic diversification that's, that we're seeing in Alberta. Chris, do you have a follow-up? Yeah, I'm just wondering what kind of, uh, I guess, services uh, or companies or products do you anticipate are going to be the first into the sandbox? Uh, what are you hearing from, I guess, the industry on what are the things that they're looking to do right off the, right off the top? Well, you know, we're certainly hearing uh, interest in services, very, very creative, innovative, web-based web um, financial products for consumers. Uh, we're, we're certainly hearing interest uh, from companies that uh, work with blockchain, blockchain technology. Again, that that would offer additional creative, innovative financial products to to Alberta consumers. I, I can't probably be more specific than that. Uh, I, we've not received a, a specific proposal yet, but but again, it is uh, the, these are going to be products that simply um, would not be otherwise offered. Um, w without some type of exemptive relief. Again, they'll be offered in a, in a limited fashion uh, for a limited period of time with appropriate regulatory oversight to ensure consumer protection. Operator, next question, please. Catherine Gorgeski, Operator Today. Hi, thanks for taking my question. So, so as you mentioned, these are novel products that don't really have regulation yet, but what I don't hear is how you plan to respond if a need for regulation arises out of something that happens in the sandbox. So how will you handle it if we need new rules written? 
so, so that's, that's a great question. And I really believe that is one of the real benefits of the sandbox approach. Because as you point out, there are uh, innovative financial services products that really don't fit under our current regulatory structure and, and therefore really can't go forward or be tested. Uh, this, this regulatory sandbox, a financial services regulatory sandbox, will allow those products to go forward. And, uh, and again, they will be issued uh, and they will go forward under specified terms to ensure consumer protection. And I believe the experience and uh, the learnings of offering these products uh, in this environment will give way and in fact inform uh, regulatory structure going forward. So I, I really believe it's a win-win because as we take a look at uh, at the speed of change in financial services, we recognize that we will have evolving uh, regulations. We'll have a, a re re uh, evolving regulatory structure, and this experience in the sandbox, I believe, can inform uh, that regulatory structure going forward. Follow up. Uh, do you, yeah, I know you said you can't get more specific than the, the blockchain, but it's all I think pretty abstract still, and I'm hoping you can. Um, maybe explain a bit more about what what type of things you heard at those roundtable consultations. Can you can you explain a little bit like I'm like I'm five of what type of products we're we're hoping to capture in this sandbox? Sure. Well, I mean, we we hear a lot about open banking, where you know there's going to be additional um, information that that consumers can ag agree to uh, provide to financial institutions, uh, certainly for institutions that are provincially regulated, it will, it will provide an opportunity to, to kind of test the, the key concepts and components of open banking within the province of Alberta. And again, that will be done in a, in a managed way, in a, in a way that uh, in, ensures appropriate oversight. But that would, be, that would be one example of perhaps a direction that, that some investment proponents uh, may want to go. Operator, next question, please. Dean Bennett, Canadian Press. Uh, good morning, Minister. Uh, I want to sort of stay on the same theme because I think what 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 it looks like to me is that in terms of actual job creation, I mean, they have to have an office here, some people here. It doesn't sound like it's a big footprint, but that's fine. It sounds like there's some other longer-term benefits here that uh, could accrue to Alberta. And I'm wondering, what are you seeing in the other? Because, I mean, we have this done in the, in the U.K., Australia. When these groups open up, when these countries open up these rules, these sandbox rules, what's been the benefit for them? Have they seen more direct investment? Has the government been able to perhaps uh, cotton on to some of these uh, ideas? What's been the benefit beyond, what do you see the benefit here being beyond just jobs and, and direct investment on the ground? Sure, sure. Great question, Dean. And, and I, I think you, in a sense, answered it. Other jurisdictions have, have certainly uh, captured the interest of, of innovators and, you know, sometimes success can't be measured in sheer volume, but it can be measured in the type of individuals and, you know, the type of innovators that you attract into a province. We're looking to grow the financial services sector. We're certainly looking to establish Alberta as a, as a destination for the tech industry, tech sector, and we're seeing, you know, great momentum there. I believe that, that effectively Bill 13, uh, this provision, Will will just add to that momentum. This will, you know, again create additional opportunity for companies in the fintech space to to move into Alberta and and offer an innovative, novel product. So again, uh, I don't know that we'll be able to measure success in only volume terms or sheer size, 
but you know this is good. it's it's also the the type of innovators I believe that this uh, that this type of legislation will attract. We're looking to grow the tech sector. We're we're looking to grow the fintech sector. We're looking to be a leader in innovation. And every individual that we tracked in this province that is a leader, that is a visionary in innovation, will be very welcome. Follow up. Yeah, yeah. My follow up is uh, I just want to confirm with you, Minister, because I think Albertans up front are going to have some concerns to make sure that their personal privacy is protected. I understand there's three things. Can you confirm that uh, under this bill, you will have to a company will have to get the express permission of somebody before they can have their personal information used. Uh, there'll be safeguards in place to make sure that uh, the companies don't go beyond what personal information is being uh, provided, and the privacy commissioner has to sign off on it. Are those the three things, and are you looking at other changes? Are there any other concerns you have when addressing uh, privacy uh, privacy issues? No, um, Dean, you've identified you know kind of the the three basic um, gates that we're going to that we're going to have to protect. Uh, privacy and the, and the privacy of consumers, that, that's of critical importance. And ultimately, to receive approval from the Information and Privacy Commissioner, I think, is, is critical uh, to, to uh, effectively the integrity of the process. And we'll go to our last question. Lisa Johnson, Post Media. Hi, thanks for taking my question, Minister. Just to follow up on what Dean was asking, what kinds of challenges... Um, potential privacy breaches, for example, have those other jurisdictions that have this sandbox, what have they faced and what specifically has Alberta taken into account from, from their experience uh, and, and, and included in this law to specifically head those off? Sure. Yeah, great question. That's a question I had uh, early on in this process. Uh, knowing that we weren't the first jurisdiction to go forward uh, with, with the sandbox concept, you know, what... Um, you know, have there been any product offerings that have, you know, truly gone off the rails in these other jurisdictions? And certainly my department officials who worked closely with other jurisdictions in crafting our approach, uh, they, they said in, in their investigation and in, in their experience, they couldn't identify one product offering that, you know, materially went off the rails, created, uh, you know, consumer loss or, or ultimately breached uh, pri pri privacy integrity. So um, that's a very important question, a question I've asked repeatedly. I, I think there's a, well, it, clearly, there's a solid track record uh, out there where, where these regulatory sandbox provisions have been implemented, where they've been implemented responsibly. Uh, there's a solid track record of integrity. And, and again, that's the advantage of not being first out of the chute. We've been able to, to craft our approach based on the success of other jurisdictions. Follow up? Thanks. Yeah, and just in terms of uh, understanding the information, and privacy commissioner will be offering specific case-by-case -case approvals, but will that office be reporting publicly on this experiment two years, two years from now, a year from now? Well, for every project that's approved, all of the explicit information related to the project, including the specific exemptions that have been granted will be uh, publicly available, and that will be important. That will be important for consumers uh, to be aware of, uh, of, of any exemptions granted. Consumers will then be aware of, as well of uh, effectively all of the nuances and details and opportunities uh, within the product offering. And it will also be important uh, to ensure that all Albertans, including those in the financial services sector, understand what's taking 
place in, in the province. So again, this will be, it's, it will it be a transparent process. It will be important that the process is transparent. Thank you, everybody.